Hello one and all, my name is Rebecca, and this is Major Brain Tweakage. Here on my podcast, you will hear me talk about movies, music, and all the other things that go on in my brain. Every now and again, I'll have a friend on to share my words with, but we're just here to create, share some joy, and give you a place to escape to during the day. So, grab your preferred beverage, whether that be tea or coffee, and let's hang out. Hi everyone, welcome back to Major Brain Shakeage. Thank you for joining me on this new episode. I'm so excited to have my second guest. I'm here today with my friend, Luca. Luca, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, my name is Luca. I am um, a homeless South African stranded in Hawaii and I have more than a little caffeine problem. Oh, he's got a major caffeine problem. It's... Yeah, it's, it's a problem. Okay. I need help. <laughs> um, do you want to, like, I don't know if you, what you want the people to know. Do you want to, like, um, give yourself a shout out or something? Um, if they want to know more about me and what I do, um, follow the YWAM Kona Instagram page because a lot of my stuff ends up going on there. <laughs> but if they just want to follow me personally, I am at... Luca period Johan period L on Instagram. Johan as in John for the Americans and the English. Yeah, it's so it's J O H A double N. Johan. Awesome. Yeah. So Luca and I have known each other for quite some time. We, even though we have been forced into each other's lives since we were like toddlers, uh, (laughs) we've only been friends. I don't know. Recently, teenagers. A couple of years. Teenagers. Um, I found her unbearably <laughs> annoying as a child. I was the annoying little girl <laughs> that wouldn't leave him and my brother alone. No, I mean, like, no, but I was a horrible child as well. So we can't, we we can't compare like horrible likeness. <laughs> we we were both terrible, terrible we would, people as children. No, I think like you and I were like the most annoying little children ever. Honestly. Yeah. Well, puberty kind of sorted me out. I went through a couple of phases Debatable. during that time. With, with, with questionable fashion choices in between. But I, I'm all right now. I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I look like a hobo, but I'm okay. <laughs> he does. He looks like a straight up, like, I don't know. It's like emo surfer homo thing, something. But I, I go from that. To wearing like skinny jeans and tropical Hawaiian weather and like black t-shirts and hoodies. And yes. It's Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm a confused boy. Aren't we all? I mean, have you seen my fashion choices and decisions? Your fashion choices are amazing. <laughs> they they need to like <laughs> Fashion Week 2021, here we come. It's Oh, but it's like super grandma mixed with I don't know. I raided my craft closet and did something to everything. (laughs) I wish I could wear clothes like you. Like, just start wearing tiny flower patterns and, like, bucket hats. 
<laughs> I have not gotten around like... to bucket hats yet. I've tried, but I have not succeeded. I want like a nice like flowery pattern bucket hat, okay. and like I want to start wearing like flowy Nepali pants again, oh. and like you like know the the, the the drop crotch ones or just like normal ones. Everything, just everything. I would wear a sarong if it meant like it had a cool pattern. And Do you need me breezy. to bring you one back? Do you need me to bring you a sarong uh, from the, Bali? I, the, 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 you brought me one last time oh, and I didn't did. wear it because yeah. I was I wasn't confident in my masculinity. But <laughs> now it's back in South Africa and now in the one place in the world that I would actually wear one. Like You can't. They have love have feasts it. here and I would totally wear like I'd wear my Chinese collar <laughs> button up shirt, like white, and the red sarong Josiah brought wow. me. That would be amazing. Dude, I'd go barefoot. You could just show up here and you'd fit in. Well, no, because you're tall and blonde and blue-eyed. But clothing-wise, you'd be in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel fall into this weird category of not... People don't know where I'm from. Like, mm. even though I feel like I am fairly South African, you can... I relate like, on high you... levels to that because here nobody like even accepts the fact that I'm not half Indonesian. Like they won't like they end the conversation with no, I don't believe you. Wow. I'm it's whiter than I'm used to be because I used to be pretty town, but because it's like rainy season stuff and COVID we've been inside so much, but like every single taxi I would get in, it was like half an hour conversation of trying to convince them that my mom was an Indonesian. And that my dad I mean, wasn't. Your mom is the most Afrikaans tiny. I can, know. Like, That's get. like, and my dad is the most you can't Afrikaans get more, like, woman yeah, you can get. Like, they are like South Africa. That They're is staple like staple South Africans. It's, oh, uh, that, that I mean, point, I mean, we're Pretoriuses. Come on. <laughs> I met these Australian kids like two nights ago, and we were having an argument with a bunch of Americans, as we do. Um, and I teamed up with the Australians because we were talking about Marmite and how you say different words. Uh, <laughs> and so they like, they knew I was like on their side, but they had no idea why. They're like, why are you, where are you from? Like, why are you teaming up with us on this? Are you like British or something? I'm like, no, I'm South African. They're like, what? And then it was like this moment of silence of like absolute non-belief. And here also, it's like, they, they ask you, okay, but why is your skin white? Uh, this was the problem, and we'll probably get into some of those stories later on of my trip to the Middle East and Central Asia. Um, but it is a problem, especially being a like weird, misplaced third world person <laughs> and third culture kid. No one believes that you're African. Nobody it's, does. It's all they hear is Africa. You say South African, all they hear is Africa. I know. And then they just look at you. And I mean, like me, I'm way worse than you. They at least yeah, believe you. that you're like h half Indonesian or something. I'm, <laughs> unless I said like Swedish, they wouldn't believe yeah. me, whatever I said. I mean, but then you get other people that have like no context for the rest of the world like yeah. in very very small third world countries and they all see american it's like blonde i know it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, has the advantages and disadvantages. Totally. Okay, anyways, so the reason why we're here is because it's supposedly Christmas. It doesn't feel like it, but it's supposedly no, it Christmas. We both live in tropical areas. It does not feel like Christmas. Like, for me, okay, it's rain. Okay, it's getting Christmas. Okay, it's after Thanksgiving. It's getting Christmas. But now we're, like, five days away. Well, no, we're four. And it just, it doesn't feel like it yet. It doesn't feel like Christmas. Okay, so, um, like... I've never had this conversation with you, and it's probably because I've never been interested in Christmases, Christmases, in Christmas until I met, like, Americans and I hung out with Americans more. But, like, what are your views? Like, what's your hatred level and what's your like level of Christmas? I, I wouldn't say I hate Christmas. There are certain movies and cultural things that I dislike, but I wouldn't say I hate Christmas. It's a, it's a cool time of the year, especially because... It's one of our long... I think it is the longest holiday in South Africa, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Christmas holidays was always, like, a time that you go visit the rest of the family or whatever. Because we don't have Thanksgiving, so... Um, that was, like, the time of the year that you go visit your family. Yeah. But coming here... And, I mean, even while... So, my first Christmas outside of South Africa was in undisclosed Middle Eastern location (laughs) with a bunch of other Americans. And it was one of the strangest experiences because I had had to have people explaining things to me. Like even a German on our team was having to explain things to me that she understood that I was like, I have no idea. I have no, like a white elephant. I had no idea what that was. I didn't either. Like I've heard it, I heard it before, but I did not know what the game actually meant. Yeah, so that they were like, "You need to buy gifts for your white, ele- the white elephant that we're gonna have." And I'm like, "I'm African. I am familiar with elephants. I grew up in Neisner. I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> And I still don't know why it's actually called a white elephant. I figured this out the other it's day. Just... Well, it's not an actual meaning of it, but I think I figured out what it meant. So, like, you know how if you don't want a gift, you leave it, right, for someone else to take? Yes. And white ev- elephants are like albino elephants and they're outcast in elephant troops. But still, I feel like you could get a better analogy. If that is the meaning behind white elephant, there could be a better analogy. Yes, that is a very just sad. name it. Just name the game Luca. <laughs> Luca. Oh, <laughs> that's my sad. life. <laughs> yeah. So we having to explain white elephants and all that to me that was interesting, especially mm-hmm. being in a Middle Eastern location. And we actually did a white elephant twice. Once in New Year's Eve and then actually on not New Year's uh, Christmas Eve and then on Christmas Day we did another one mm-hmm. and um, it's just strange like I mean also the whole singing of Christmas carols mm-hmm. never been a thing in my family I Us was just either. sitting there awkwardly because I mean I am very insecure about like my tone deafness and the, the, the inability to sing or dance but and now everybody's like expecting me to know words to Christmas car- <laughs> carols that I've never heard in my life. Oh. Uh, I'm like, what? and it's not like I'm the only like 
again, German, mm-hmm. totally cool. Just like, you know, Turkish people just friggin' <laughs> like acing it. But uh, no, it was, yeah, Christmas with Americans is very strange. And also the weird foods and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we had Middle Eastern food as well, but I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, American tradition, like, surrounding food, even, like, with Thanksgiving, spending Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and whatever. It, it's, it's strange. It gets not, really interesting. Like, okay, I'm not, for me with, like, the, the um, carol singing, we, like, we never did it at home either, but, like, um, our churches had, like, Christmas services. But it wasn't to the extent that I know it now, because, I mean, I've been here seven years now, and... We've almost spent every single Christmas with Americans. And so I've learned a few things. Also, what's your verdict on sweet potato casserole? Have you had it? I feel like I have. That sounds extremely familiar. And I'm... I'm it's like mashed sweet potatoes sweet- in like a, a buck with either marshmallows or cinnamon sugar on top. And then they bake it. I feel like I have had that before. But yeah, I don't know. Of I, I I'm not a huge fan of they have this like I think it's like a berry something. Oh the cranberry like, sauce. It looks like jam. The cranberry sauce. It looks like yes. jam, but it's but it's horrible. It depends what? on who makes it because it usually the flip. Usually people take, like get it out of a jar and then it's gross. But we made it this year and it's pretty good. Like if you'd make it homemade and like with spices and like oranges and stuff, it's, it's maybe good. I just haven't had the best experience no, with you, it. But dude, you were traveling. Every time I've tried to eat it. No, we had it here. Um, I got invited to a Georgian family Thanksgiving. Uh, and tell me of the cancer. It was. Probably. Yeah, it wasn't a hotel flat. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But I, I don't know. Just Christmas, spending Christmas with Americans is strange to me. Because growing up, I was, I never had that weird thing of kids believing that Santa's real yeah. or anything like that. Like, I straight up got into trouble for arguing with a girl in like preschool. I got or into trouble for Santa's telling my existence. little cousin that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> but I, it, it but it frustrated me because like I think if it was just a big thing like, oh, I disagree or whatever, that's that's fine. But she was like adamant. She's like, no, I've seen him. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, for yeah. me it was like our family was the only one that didn't tell the kids. Didn't tell the kids. My parents didn't tell us that. Like you know, we didn't believe in Santa. The only thing we believed in mm-hmm. was the tooth mouse, which apparently is a weird thing to Americans because it's supposed to be the tooth mm. fairy. But anyways, the tooth mouse. Yeah, no, it was a mouse. Yes. Was my family as well. But I mean, we we didn't believe it was real. Yeah. We just knew that my parents. I parents know, yeah. But anyways, money when, so when. <laughs> me and my brother had to like s- pretend. That Santa was real. And when my uncle showed up in a Santa Christmas suit. Uh, and we were the oldest. Uh, and so we had influence. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I mean, I think my, my parents, I think after that first incident with the one girl, she like was crying and stuff after that argument. It was, we. I was very young. This was... Around the release of the third High School Musical, so do maths. Oh um, gosh, okay. 
Yeah, so I, I remember because I watched High School Musical 3 with that girl when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so after that incident, my parents explained to me, like, you know, some parents straight up lie to their children. <laughs> <laughs> And we have to be ignorant about this because that is their decision and their choice to make. How unethical it may be, you have to respect the parent's decision to straight up lie to their children. So from that point on, whenever I met someone that was convinced that Santa was real, like their parents had done something to, mm-hmm. you know, do that, like, you know, there was at least... Um, some like I, I kind of probably did like was a lot more smug than I yeah. should have been. Like you know, sitting in the corner, look at these idiots, oh my God. friggin' seven-year-olds, <laughs> still believe Santa's real. <laughs> but what is the uh, point of his existence, though? I really don't understand I, it. Marketing. Hallmark and Coca-Cola. Dude, Santa existed way before Hallmark and Coca-Cola existed. But he wasn't a red jolly man. (laughs) It was Hallmark and Coca-Cola that did that. And polluted children everywhere. I I, I almost want to Google it. The origin of modern Santa Claus. Let's figure this out. Okay. The... Santa Claus, the Wikipedia page. Let's go. Oh, there's a, oh, of course there's a Wikipedia page of Santa. Uh, Saint Nicholas, we all know that. Uh, okay, so he beca- the image of the depicted as a portly, jolly, white-bearded man, often with spectacles, wearing a red coat with a white fur collar and cuffs, and white fur cuff trousers, red hat with white mm-hmm. fur, leather belt with boot, carrying a bag full of gifts for children. That image became popular in the United States and Canada in the 19th century due to significant influence of the 1823 poem A Visit from St. Nicholas. Caricaturist and political cartoonist Thomas Nast also played a role in the creation of Santa's image. This image has been maintained and reinforced through song, radio, television, and children's books, films, and advertising. Okay, so it was a poem. And a cartoonist. It's a yeah. poet's fault. It was a poet's fault. So we. So because of one poet, all the moms across the world stress out to a ridiculous degree on one day. It and but it it's kind of stupid because I don't know if what your experience has been with this, but Christmas time turns little children into monsters. Like, straight up. They're like, it's ridiculous. So, I went, coming from a family that never was too well off, like, I mean, you know, I think birthdays were, like, the biggest gifts. And already at, like, before I even turned 10, I was just like, give me money, I want to buy my own stuff. So, the whole idea of just receiving a bunch of packaged gifts that you're going to play with once and then never use again just wasn't that appealing to me. <laughs> and seeing like other people, like my cousins and friends or whatever, get gifts and like, oh, look at what all I got and my parents got me and I got this person. I was like, this is just capitalism. This is just, this is just, this is a ploy created. You by, are such a this grinch. Is a, 
ploy created by like toy companies and to make money off parents that feel bad for their children and overcompensate by buying them large amounts of things. <laughs> but I think in my family, I think we try, I have one recollection of being a small child and Christmas, like having a tree and I was talking to this mm-hmm. with my parents, talking about this to my parents, um, with my parents, to my parents, I can't English, please help. Um, so I, I remember we had like a South African like street art tree mm-hmm. at one point in our house, but those, we didn't really do the whole gifts thing. I just remember we had the tree that one yeah. time. And then I remember one time when my English family came down to still buy for our like family get together, our annual Christmas thing. Yeah. They wanted to do the whole Christmas thing. So we had a tree. We had gifts or whatever. And I don't have a lot of fond memories of that particular Christmas. My favorite Christmas Christmases have been the ones where we just eat large amounts of food together yes. as a family. Like extended family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, the last time I remember us having a Christmas tree was when I was nine, when we were in Somerset West. That was the last time. Because then we we moved, and then my mom, like, did the whole entire um, Jesse tree thing when we moved to Mm. Fishhook. And um, so then that was out of the window. And then my mom's like, that's a curse. Thanks, your mom. Because (laughs) your mom, my mom tried that as well, and it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And so then it was like, curse it, the green tree. It stays up in the garage. It's still there. It's up in Sorrel's garage, like, on top of the door i think i've seen it it's just sitting there <laughs> it's been I sitting there yes, now it's... for nine years that's amazing it has not come down yeah that's that's great we we ending the symbolism of christmas but but i have sad news so in recent times meaning the last two years i have had a revival of christmas feelings in my heart <laughs> how could you Rebecca <laughs> and you like betrayed the cause <laughs> we were going to name this podcast episode two South Africans dismantle the Christmas spirit and but like fallen in with him <laughs> you're going down a path I can't follow I get it like <clears throat> I'm not to the extent of like some people are with Christmas because I have friends that are super like about traditions and if things don't happen in this order Christmas isn't Christmas and you know that kind of stuff but I see the appeal of like decorating a Christmas tree with your family and like having Christmas traditions I see the appeal and I don't know if this is because I never had that and now I see a little happy family sitting in a circle enjoying jolly Christmas times but Yes, I see it, and I partially want it. And now this coming July, Josiah's girlfriend is coming over to South Africa, and we're doing Christmas in July, and I might make us take down the Christmas tree. Yeah. I just want to, just for people that know us personally, and know Rebecca's family, and know Josiah, I just want to put it out there, and I'm putting this out on the internet live. I called it. I called him get yeah, having a girlfriend. I called him like a month or two you did before. Not. I called him a month or two before 
I found out that he had a girlfriend and I said, I'm telling you by next year in September, you are going to be engaged. And he was like, no, I don't believe you. I'm going to wait and I'm going to like date for years. And I was like, <laughs> I called bull on that. And I said, by next September, you're going to be engaged. So that's still next September. Cause I've, I've been dating for less than a year, but it, I'm, I freaking called oh, it. Oh, shush. <laughs> so even if they don't get engaged and I look like an idiot, I still called the fact that he was going to have a girlfriend. Well, she listens to this, so say hi. Hello, I'd love to meet you. Please get your side to call me back. He doesn't answer my <laughs> messages. Wow, that's sad. So. My roommate reminds me so much of him. Sometimes I <laughs> caress his face at night, pretending it's just like... <laughs> So for those, <laughs> I'm so glad he's a heavy sleeper. I don't know him that well. <laughs> for those that don't get it by now, Josiah is my brother. <laughs> yes, and I've been friends with him for a lot longer than I've been friends with Rebecca. Yeah. Also, out of just circumstantial, like being forced to be together by our parents. Yes. Um. So, you've already talked about your Christmas. Have you talked about your favorite Christmas uh, m- 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 memories? My favorite Christmas memory? Yeah. I genuinely love my family. And I think we have some of the best Christmas traditions that are completely unrelated to Christmas and we just do them. So, do and I, I confirmed this with other people. Yes. So this is how our Christmas goes. My grandfather is an amazing man. And he is like one of those Afrikaans wormies mm-hmm. that has just mastered the art of grilling meat okay. or brying, if you want to. Like, but um, for the, our American and non South African It's a barbecue, but it's grilling meat mm-hmm. on an open flame with, like, wood. Um, so he's just mastered that art. So in preparation for Dece- December mm-hmm. and our family coming to visit them, he will prep. The meat. Like, he will start buying meat and saving up money. He'll probably sell something. So, he's the Christian in your family. He's, like, sold a boat to pay for the food that we're going to eat in December. It's, like, he's amazing. And so, he'll... And he knows, like, all the butchers by name. Like, they call him when they get new good meat in and stuff. It's, like, intense. So, he starts buying up meat in preparation. And Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. we'll have a huge together with, like, friends and, like, local, like, you know, just tons of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, like, beer, champagne, red wine, just, like, the best meat ever. All red meat, all medium rare to rare. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, like, the best food ever. And usually ending it off with... Oma's secret recipe of Christmas pudding, which is like ice cream with caramel and peppermint and like fudge and everything just mixed together, which she pre-makes prior to that. And so then we have all that. And then Christmas Day, we it's just, yeah. that's family together time. So then it's not close friends or whatever, but we start off the day usually with going cleaning yeah. chocker or squid. So you you go to the rock pools by the beach and as a family together, like probably like 
30 plus people, we will clean a block or two of choker because my uncle mm-hmm. is a skipper on a choker boat, which is squid calamari. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> and then we'll eat that That's awesome. Christmas night with other food and stuff. But it's like amazing because it's mm-hmm. like South African so export choker. it's like top-notch quality. So it's, you know, it's the best mm-hmm. and they are amazing at making it. And then the Boxing Day, which that's yes. for all us colonial peeps <laughs> out there. Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Boxing Day is leftover day. So you usually go to the beach, eat leftovers or whatever from the previous two days of Stuff. heavy eating or whatever. And it's still great food uh-huh. because it's still like the best food. Yeah. But it's usually the beach day. Mm-hmm. We go play touch rugby um, with like the uncles or whatever. And I have very happy memories of about like probably the last like three big ones that we've had our whole family for that. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. That like tradition of doing that. Yeah. I haven't been Christmas with family for a very long time. So um, I only have like. Loser. I'm like low key crying on the inside right now. Okay. I'm crying with you. My parents left me yesterday. They I'm just be got alone. on a plane. It's so sad. Like oh my word! We were in you. Okay, wait. I'm gonna tell the story later. Let's backtrack because we're still on Christmas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, Christmas. Um, I've been obviously with like friends here, which has been an amazing experience as well. That I have been able to like feel family with people here that I barely know, and it's just been. We also, like, Indonesian Christmases are ridiculous. I don't know if I've told you this, but, like, they have up to five parties every year. Like, every person has to go to their office, their school, their neighbors, theirs, their churches. And if they have some other community, like, if they have a baseball club, they're going to their baseball club's Christmas party as well. You haven't lived until you've been to the debate club's Christmas party. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, we obviously... We don't have as They start many. arguing whether or not Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. Dude. Okay. It is. So. <laughs> Fight me. I haven't seen it yet, so, you know, I can't say anything. Um, and so, where was I? Oh, so I only have three Christmas parties this year, which I'm thankful for. Um, but, so it's been very different, and it's like a lot of singing, like, and half of the night is singing and it's not just like christmas carols there's a dude in the corner and people just like party it's great he just got his guitar and he just sits there and we have to like bring him food and like drinks and everything (laughs) and it's like sad because like we have a bunch of like worship leaders and so it's like one of the worship leaders are always designated and they're like okay you're not gonna have the best christmas this year but thank you (laughs) um but yeah, before that, like Christmas Eve was usually like that was like also our big family get together. It wasn't the greatest always because there was every Christmas a lot of drama, like so much drama. Because um, I mean, we were predominantly girl cousins and we were very much similar in age and things didn't go well. Uh- <laughs> I've been to New Year's at her family's and it is a nightmare. <laughs> Love you guys all if you're listening. Yes, we love you, but it was chaos. <laughs> it's always chaos. And so like my fond memories are of Christmas Day and like how you grew up you have like more of like 
coastal family traditions. I have farm family traditions because, duh. I, yeah. Yes. Well, and my family originates from the farm. They, they're all from Beaufort Vess. Um, or, yes. Beaufort West for the Americans. It is a very small <laughs> town that up until fairly recently basically had one road. <laughs> it is yes. And my dad also, like, came from the farm. And, like, we mostly have Christmas with my dad's side of the family. And so, like, mm-hmm. Christmas morning, our tradition is ostrich egg and lamb. That's... that's So, my aunt and uncle, like, usually drive down from up north and, like, they bring us an ostrich egg and we have, Uh, like, massive omelets. I was waiting for, like, the owl, your Christmas Eve equivalent of the whole family puts on ghillie suits and has to hunt down an ostrich and steal the egg. I just want to see... Sorrel spear tackling an ostrich and holding it down while the rest of you run and grab the eggs. <laughs> no, Our... I mean you could see that. You would see that. You can Little picture Sorrel running Sorrel and spear like tackling sprinting. an ostrich. Oh, Sorrel's my uncle. By I've way. seen him run with. I, I I've seen him run with a steady yes. cam. He that he has legs on him. He can. Close a gap. He can spear He's tackle been, an ostrich. Um, I, I going up his like little mountain again recently, and he's like, "Oh, has he I been run all the way to Waterstone." I've seen him it's, do. Dude, I've he's seen like him a monster. It is insane. Like, if anybody's seen the movie Get Out, there's a scene where someone is running at the camera, and if you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. Sorrel looks like that. But he's a little five foot something hunk of a man who just, it's just the full like Terminator arms. Just, no, he Tom Cruise runs. He solidly Tom Cruise runs. Yeah, no, he fully Tom Cruise <laughs> so, runs. It's just the perfect posture <laughs> straight, straight back. back. Just zoing up. So my uncle is a steady camera. And uh, for those who don't know, steady camera is, it's, Steadicam operator. Operator, sorry. And so um, he carries like really heavy cameras and he has to do all the moving shots in movies, which means like running backwards and all that kind of stuff. And so you need to be really fit to do that. And so he has like yes, a hill. He's the most amazing person. He has a hill by his house that he, yeah. as he gets ready to like do um, shoots or if he has a, a movie, movie coming yeah. up, he like sprints up it. And it's not a little hill. It is massive. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've spoken to him about his like work workout routine, and it's to build stamina. So he'll flat out run, like take the break that it would be in between takes, and then r- flat out run. It's insane. He is a machine. Like yeah, he should have played the Terminator. <laughs> He would be in the very. Aren't you a little short to be the Terminator? Like friggin', what's that guy that they brought back that's supposed to be like the John Connor Terminator? It was already a couple Terminators ago, but I don't know. It's I... just he doesn't he doesn't have Terminator energy. With Sorrel would just like bring Sorrel back as Terminator John Connor. Just that would be insane. Just imagine, like, uh, next, I mean, next just, to Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, 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 no. You just, you just, you just bring back like all the old Arnold properties, like Predator and, um, like uh, what was that movie that he was in, Commando, and The Terminator. And you just replace Arnold with Sorrel. It would be the greatest thing ever. 
Would you put him on stilts? Or would you no. just let him be? No, it's just he's, he's that much of like a mad lad. It's a power move. He doesn't even look them in the eye. He just stares straight ahead. Just oh, amazing. That's great. Oh. But yes, your Christmas traditions, you were saying. <laughs> no, so we don't really have any, which is really sad. I would have loved it if. Because, like, we have. Yeah, we don't have any. <laughs> we, like, do. The, the Christmas breakfast was, like, the biggest thing always. Mm. And um, we did we did do um, Black Uno a lot. That was like because then everybody in the house was there that actually played it. Because my uncles don't really play it. It's more my aunt and then my grandma used to, and then obviously me and my brother. And for you that don't know what Black Uno is, which probably the whole entire world besides my family, um, Black Uno is where you play Uno and then you have a little like wine cork and you like burn it so that it like charcoals and then you let it cool and then every time you lose you get a charcoal dot on your face and then and then at the end of the game whoever has the most charcoal dots has to go has to like to go either something, something at yeah. either like a 7-eleven or something with the dots on their face yeah. and quick humiliate themselves for all our i think that they have quick spas in like i, I was so surprised it was in dublin and I was walking down the street, and there was a spa. Well, they have the, Woolies as like well. It's, like, so much fancier. Yeah, but they have Woolworths, and they have... What was the other thing that they had that I was... Yeah. It's it's hard. It's the col- uh, colonies, dude. All the colonies have so much colonies. in common. Oh, Okay, wait. So, I want to I wanna hear your uh, Middle East Christmas story. Okay, my Middle East Christmas story. So, um... I was just because this. Are you going to be doing a New Year's episode as well? Maybe I'm not sure. But so we arrive like a week before Christmas in the Middle East. I'm not allowed to say where because safety of the people that are there. Yeah. Um. So we're in the Middle East, and um, it's like everybody's gearing up for Christmas, and it's all they all come from like American families, but most of them like either like second generation or like they've lived in other countries so we had like two guys from like hispanic countries we had um one of the families is like fully like speaks turkish someone had grown up in africa like in tanzania it was like wild it was a wild group of people but they all celebrate christmas like with american traditions so we're arriving at this like we arrive at this small house i'm like dressed up i bought myself clothes to dress up for this christmas because everybody else like the girls had bought like nice dresses and stuff and i was like okay i'm gonna dress up i'm gonna buy myself like a black chinese collar and it's gonna look great and i look like such a poo (laughs) (laughs) i see i've looked back at pictures of myself and it was during the time that my hair was growing out if you don't know what I look like, my hair's fairly long at the moment and my hair was growing out and it looked horrendous. I wasn't showering because we were in the Middle East. Um, showers are weird. Toilets are even weirder. I, we need to have a whole episode just discussing, discuss, English, mm. discussing like 
international toilets oh, and the yes. different like stages of toilets like yes yes oh okay okay we're getting too far into this already I'll, we'll do another episode but later. anyway <laughs> so look terrible and we we get there and they're like playing it was like i think it was like the the church of the latter-day saints christmas choir or something like that was playing on what? television what? Oh my, this is so weird and they're like you're singing these like weird like operatic christmas carols or whatnot and they like have food and whatever and it's like fairly cool i think the the power cut out halfway because that's a thing that happens there <laughs> but so we like candle it and it's already moody and they start doing the Christmas carol thing. And I'm just sitting in the corner and I'm kind of just like mouthing what I think are the words or whatever, because I have no idea what's going on. As you said, there's the dedicated worship leader. <laughs> there's always the dedicated worship leader. It's a Christmas American like thing. Um, and anyway, then we get to the white elephant and that was just so confusing to me, just trying to figure that out. I think I, I can't remember what I ended up. I think it was like a buff. You know, like a neck buff. Those yeah. things that you wear. Like a, it was like a big wool neck buff that I ended up with. Um, and then that was Christmas Eve. The next day, mm -hmm. Christmas Day, we do it with a bunch of locals who don't know American tradition the same way as me. I was like, why didn't we do this one first? Because now they're explaining everything. I was so lost the day prior. <laughs> but now they're explaining everything because it's a bunch of locals and they have no idea what's happening. Yeah. And that was really cool. Um, we did that again. And then, so that was kind of my first experience of like American Christmas. We didn't really have a lot of American food. It was mostly Middle Eastern food and like local food and stuff. Nice. A, couple, mm -hmm. a little bit of Turkish food. We weren't in Turkey, by the way. <laughs> um, but it was, it was like Turkish food, that baklava and that kind of thing. It was great. Okay. Um, and then New Year's was just insane like we had gotten another team from somewhere else in the world also american mm -hmm. and it was just the most insane the power was out so there was no light <laughs> the, so we were sitting with these like heaters on top of the roof wait like doing the countdown and stuff because we had like hispanic guys with us there was like salsa dancing there was like local like That's dancing awesome. and stuff and this one guy, because we just got in that team that night. They, like, still tired and jet-lagged. And this one dude just starts busting out these dance moves or whatever, like, in the middle <laughs> of the circle. And he's, like, half jet-lagged. He's got, like, rings under his eyes. His hair's all messy and whatever. But he's just laying it out on, like, this roof that we're on, like, in the middle of the Middle East and whatever. And... um. It gets to like actual like New Year's, the countdown and whatnot. And as like the thing goes off, we're like, wait, where's blank? I'm not allowed to say his name. But they, they started launching fireworks from the roof that we were on in the middle of like <laughs> a fairly closed <laughs> Middle Eastern country. <laughs> no! We had like police showing up. And they're, like, asking what's going on. And we're, like, no, we, we don't know what you're talking about. Those were the neighbors. <laughs> and But it was, like, the coolest. I, I just remember, like, it was, like, 2 a.m. 
everybody's kind of like winding down and leaving or whatever. I just thought like, oh, 2020 is going to be the coolest freaking year ever. Little did I know. Two days later, on your birthday. <laughs> You're making me question if I'm allowed to post this podcast now. <laughs> you might just have to like cut, cut that out. area because <laughs> yes. people could work that out. Yes. Um, okay, I'll, I'll cut that section out. Um, oh, just, just from where you asked the question, just you can cut that part out. Okay. Okay. Do you have sponsors? <laughs> Not yet. I have... Okay, uh, I'm going to do a sponsor segment. Wait, but... This video is sponsored by Red Bull, powering this podcast guest since 2017. (laughs) You wish. But apparently, um, fireworks are banned here this year. Because of COVID. And that's so, nothing. That's not gonna. No, I know, but do. like the whole entire thing, because like I'm really sad because I usually have my birthday party on New Year, on like last year. So it's New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, mm. New Year's Eve, and um, then we do like fireworks and everything, and then we do it next to a big hotel that has an amazing fireworks display every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're banning not here, not alcohol, but being drunk. And fireworks. Uh, because it's yeah, not gonna happen. Because it's that's, gonna bring people together. Bali. I know, because it's gonna no, bring people it's together. They're gonna like Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not that's not gonna work, man. I mean They're trying to split up be... the parties, but we're already hearing rumors of like hotels bribing the police over like saying allow us to shoot fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> just look the other way. When you hear a bang, just look down and start coughing. See, you don't need, like, how many of your notes have you read? I've just been waffling for an hour about whatever. And we haven't even gotten to the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 2 yet. Oh, okay. So, um, let's end this episode with some favorite Christmas music and movies. Like, list, like, two of each. And then we will do a second episode in this setting. Let's do that. Okay. Shoot. Favorite Christmas music first. Two songs. Just absolutely nothing. I hate Christmas music. I, that's going to be okay. the one thing that I take it. Like, I, I will die on that hill. I have like not heard good Christi- all Christmas, Christmas music. Mu- just, I don't like Christmas music. It bothers me. Okay. okay. But um, best Christmas movie of all time, Elvin and the Chipmunks. Hands down. Okay. I'm joking. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> Um, but then again, I will, I'll probably just like choose movies that are like set in Christmas. Maybe, maybe? that's like me. My favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. Okay, wait. You go say it before we get off track again. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to okay, think of a movie. You, you put me on so the spot. So my there. favorite Christmas stupid. movie. It's technically not a Christmas movie. Um, is Little Woman. Three fourths of that movie plays off in Christmas. So you know. Okay, Christmas that's music. Fair enough. And favorite Christmas song is Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley. Yeah, so I don't, because of my mother <laughs> and my grandfather, I've listened to very, very little Elvis Presley. It's sad. Because they had problems. Um, it's the same, like, I, I, like I, some people get, like, music tastes or movie tastes or whatever from their parents. And I definitely think I got some of the movie tastes. 
but I despise the music that my parents listen to. I was heavily influenced, but that's another episode. So, Christmas movie, shoot. You were, you were heavily influenced by your uncle. My mom. It's not your parents. I was heavily that's influenced different. by my mom. Okay, okay go. Yeah, that is Come true. on. Favorite Christmas movie. Favorite Christmas movie. Okay, Die Hard wasn't bad. <laughs> like, I can't think of what other movies are set I know, during I always Christmas. Go blind. Let me, I'm going to Google this uh, Google this quickly, because I know that I know there have been movies that I've enjoyed. Just, okay. If all else fails, I'll just say Batman Returns, and I haven't even seen the whole movie. Okay, guys, on that note, um... Yeah, just, I'm gonna go with Die Hard. Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie, just whatever. (laughs) On that note, thank you for joining us on this roller coaster, um, and I'll see you next week. I I won't. Bye. I'm never gonna get invited back onto this podcast again. (laughs) She's gonna get kicked off platforms because of the conversations we've had. Anyway, goodbye. See you in the next one. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Major Brain Tweakage. And a big thank you to Scott Buckley's audio library for providing me with the perfect soundtrack called Wonderful.